G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. One of those common prayers that Christians pray has a special focus on praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Israel has a special place in the history of the world. They're God's people and biblical prophecy for the last days features the nation of Israel front and centre. So we update news from there regularly and one of the biggest issues has been their current election. Near complete results from last Tuesday's election seems to suggest a stalemate with the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu facing the prospect of cobbling together a coalition with other minor parties. Let's get some insights into the developments with the man known as the Jerusalem Watchman, Stan Goodenough. Back with us, Stan is an Israel-licensed evangelical tour guide. He's a journalist, writer and speaker. Stan, welcome along to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Good to be with you. Stan, just a little bit of preliminary here. This is the fourth election in the past couple of years. I imagine that Israelis are a little bit tired of going off to the polls. Uh, yes, Neil, and that was probably reflected in the fact that the number, the percentage of voters uh, this time round was low compared to the three previous elections. And I know from people on the ground in Israel that uh, that there is a fatigue and there is a kind of a jaded at- attitude towards it. And also the anticipated outlong, uh, outcome, sorry, which you mentioned, which is kind of basically like a stalemate. It is that. Now, final results are not out until later today. Uh, what are your thoughts on the developments so far? Um, perhaps by uh, way of just a very uh, brief overview, the, the country of Israel is a multi-party democracy. There's 39 parties ran for this election, of which 13 got enough votes to get across the threshold. Now, the interests of these different parties, they crisscross Israel's political playing field. They divide and they also intersect right and left, secular, religious, and ultra-religious, Zionist and anti-Zionist, religious Zionist and secular Zionist, Jew and Arab, Muslim Arab and Christian Arab, socialist and free market. It goes on and on. And all of these parties subscribe to a variety, a mixture, some overlapping, some otherwise, but there's no clear divide except on one issue. And that is which parties are pro-Benjamin Netanyahu and want him to remain as prime minister and which parties are anti. And you've got these two blocks and they are basically neck and neck. The blocks, forget about all the other variations, but the two blocks are neck and neck. And it's really come down to the question of whether Israel will be led by Netanyahu and, and, and whether he can form a coalition of enough parties that support him or whether he loses out with currently the indications are leaning towards, and a different um, man becomes prime minister with a different set of values. So that narrows down the possibilities for forming a coalition, because there'll be some who will favour Netanyahu and others who are against him. Uh, Very difficult, though, as it's been, to form a coalition, even with the parties, no doubt, that are similar. 
Yes, extremely difficult. For example, we have one, uh, a new party, which was a breakaway from the ruling party. It's called the New Hope. And initially it had a lot of support uh, behind it. And now it, uh, it, it didn't do very well in the elections, but it is a right wing party. And it refuses to sit with Netanyahu, who needs all the right-wing parties that he can get, because he represents the right-center stream. He needs them all. And this one party, which has uh, approximately seven seats, uh, is is totally unwilling to sit with him. So he is facing something that's difficult, and also from a Christian point of view, or a biblical point of view, problematic. His coalition, if he is to secure one, may well have to rest on the support of the leader of the Islamic Arab group in Israel. And that, as you can imagine, puts all kinds of questions around almost everything that Israel will have to do in relation to its security and its relationship with other countries. Uh, and it goes on and on, Neil, to be honest. It's, Stan, it's, it's, a, it's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. That's how Israelis see it. I was going to say, from where we sit here in Australia and seeing a relatively smooth working election process, uh, it is messy mm-hmm. in Israel. How do ordinary Israelis relate to the mess that is politics? Does it uh, cause some just to, to switch off altogether? Yes, and I also think that uh, we have, uh, you know, the kind of the numbness still left over by the whole pandemic uh, reality that has impacted Israel, its economy, and and travel and everything else. I think there's a there's a fatigue in there. There's a kind of a, you know, what it makes no difference whether I go vote or not. In any case, I can't find a party that represents what I really believe fully, and I can't stand Benjamin Netanyahu, or I just love the man, or whatever. And there's just it's it's almost it's not a malaise it's not an apathy but it's perhaps some just re- resignation and even rejection of the whole process as we know where this is going to lead so why bother let's go down to the beach and i think i think all of these things have affected the outcome of this particular election so four elections the past two years and uh, with the mess as you say it is there's even this possibility that they might be off to the polls again before too long. What is the possibility of a fifth election? All right. So currently, according to the latest analysts, and I must say that analysts and pollsters have really had to eat a lot of their words this time round, which is not that unusual perhaps. But right now they're putting out, um, suggesting three solutions to the gridlock. One is fifth elections, uh, which would take place either in October or this year, October this year or early next year. The problem with that one, uh, as far as the pro-Netanyahu bloc is concerned, is that it would see Benny Gantz. Now, Benny Gantz, just very briefly, he is kind of an assistant prime minister because of the previous government's rotation agreement in the coalition, and he represents the center-left. And according to Israel's law, if a a government is not formed now, Benny Gantz will become prime minister come November. And then, of course, whenever the next elections happen, that could affect that. But that's a, that's a risk which a lot of people are not wanting to take because they don't like Benny Gantz. The second option is that this uh, new party I just mentioned, uh, the right-wing party called New Hope, that they would go back on their word, they, because they pledged never to sit with Netanyahu, that they would go back on their word and they would go and sit with him. If they did that, if the New Hope party did that, Netanyahu would have his majority and he'd be able to form a government, a right-wing government. That's not very likely to happen because the leader of the New Hope Party has adamantly insisted he will never do that. And then the final option, and this is an interesting variation, 
is that Bibi Netanyahu, as he's known, will leave the Likud leadership and run for president. Now, Israel has a presidency. The president of Israel is a, um, a kind of a figurehead. He's not a government leader, represents Israel abroad. Typically, he will be a, 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 an Israeli who has some kind of good track record, good history, to be able to make um, non-political contributions to the country. If Netanyahu was to recognize that he was standing in the way of the formation of a right-wing government, and he would get out of the way by running for the presidency, which has to take place in the next few months anyway, then the New Hope Party would be able to join the rest of the right wing and form a right wing government. So those are the three options that are currently on the table, it seems. I imagine presidency has a certain level of uh, prestige about it. Uh, Netanyahu's age, is he the sort of age that might press on or do you think he might move towards that sort of option perhaps uh, later in the year? Oh, it's a it's a real unknown, uh, Neil. I think I think there are some people who argue that Netanyahu is actually the man um, standing in the way of any advancement. That it's because of him that we are now at the fourth election and might have to go for fifth. And there is validity to that argument. Of course, there are also those who are die in the wool Netanyahu supporters who say, "Look what he's done for our country. He's still got a great deal to give. We'll reward him with the presidency." later or something else, but we need this man at the helm. And this is an interesting fact. Most Israelis across the board, left and right wing, uh, analysts, uh, commentators, assessors, they say there is no one else that is being groomed to lead Israel. There is no other potential leader currently visible among all the other politicians. And in a sense, it's true. Netanyahu is still the one who, in, in, in polling about who would you prefer to be Israel's prime minister right now in terms of leading the country in the current and this speaks to the biblical aspect as well, in the current dangerous anti-Israel world that we're living in, uh, if the majority will vote, or a good majority will vote for Netanyahu. So it's, it's hard to know something, I guess a personal decision he would have to make based on a lot of, a lot of factors. And Stan, just quickly, Christians, the way we're looking at things that are happening and unfolding in Israel, I mentioned the idea of this biblical foundation of pray for the peace of Jerusalem or Israel as God's chosen people and a part of the end times unfolding that we might even see in biblical prophecy. What are your thoughts for Christians being interested in outcomes like this election? Uh, you know, as a Christian myself, believing the Bible as it's written, I understand that Israel is at the very center of the end of this age. That as the, this age comes to an end, and as the as the Messiah returns to rule and reign as King in Jerusalem, the political events around Israel um, are are centrally affected by and relate to the coming of the King. And insofar as that biblically um, rock solid. Uh, whatever stream of Christianity you're in, if you believe the Bible, then you understand that Israel has been regathered, the Jewish people have been restored to their land and to Jerusalem in readiness for the coming of Messiah, as we Christians believe for the return of Jesus, and as the Jews themselves believe for the Messiah's first coming from their perspective. But biblically, uh, Israel's restoration, Israel's existence, Israel's survival is tied directly into the return of Jesus. And all opposition to that uh, obviously will come from the other side. Now, the political um, uh, debacle of the elections is is really uh, 
cause for great concern because Israel is in a very dangerous world. There is an anti-Israel new administration in Washington that supports creating a Palestinian state in the land of Israel uh, with Jerusalem as its capital. It's also supportive of, an, of, a, of a nuclear pursuing Iran in that it wants to get Iran into an agreement that Israel believes will endanger its existence. And the whole world, including China, right now China's right on the front lines of offering uh, to host a two-state solution international conference um, in the coming months. Uh, there's a lot of um, anti-Israel or certainly anti-biblical Israel uh, political direction happening in the world. And so Christians are praying for the peace of Jerusalem. We're not praying, praying for a peace agreement to be signed between Israel and uh, those who hate Israel, so much as we're praying for the coming of the Prince of Peace to establish the peace that will be in Jerusalem when he reigns there. And that's why what's happening in Israel is not just peripheral to us Christians, it's central, because our king is coming back to that land and to that city. Well, as you say, it's a critical time in the history of the world. So why wouldn't Christians be interested in the way that an end-time prophetic people uh, might be affected by the events of the day. And uh, just great getting your insights, Stan, good enough. Let me point people to your website, jerusalemwatchman.org, uh, where listeners will be able to connect with you and uh, see articles that you've written. Stan Goodenough is an Israel-licensed evangelical tour guide. He's a journalist, writer and speaker at jerusalemwatchman.org. Stan, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Have a good weekend. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.